known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. It is the Good News Show. I am back fresh from vacation last week. Uh, Cecil was handling the hosting duties last Monday. So thanks again to her and she. We had some great guests on last week as well. This week uh, will be a very eclectic show. It's going to be very interesting. I want to talk about, at the beginning here, uh, a parish I visited yesterday morning out in Lindsay, St. Peter's, which uh, really one of the most beautiful parishes I have ever seen as far as uh, the, the architecture, the building, and also the people were very nice as well. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Also, I haven't had a chance to thank you about the Summer Speaker Series events. This will probably did on Monday, but uh, I want to uh, say a few things about that. And then we are going to get into a couple of uh, live guest segments. Uh, I have in studio with me right now Amity Robbins, who uh, serves as a major gift officer with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. And she is going to talk about, I'm curious about her name. I was like, that is such a cool name, Amity. And so uh, she told me the background about that. But also, about her work with Catholic Charities. She's been doing it for about three years now. And also, primarily, she is the the chairperson of a gala coming up on August 19th, okay? Just a a few weeks away, not that she needs to be reminded. Uh, And we want to invite you to the Light the Way Gala, which is going to be at the Hearst Conference Center on Saturday, August 19th. So we'll tell you all about that, how much tickets are, and why and how you can support uh, that event. And we'll talk generally about Catholic Charities as well. And I'm very excited. The second half of the program, this is something I don't think I've ever talked about before, Cecil, is an audition call for actors and actresses and musicians who would like to be involved in a play that is being put on the the play is called the jeweler's shop and it was written by some guy named pope john paul ii <laughs> <laughs> probably karawaitia when he wrote this yeah, so at the so. time and sarah kumar is coming she uh, we we've been you know friends with sarah for so many years because she has been uh, father assad's assistant over at our lady of lebanon in Louisville for many years and it's always just been this email exchange i uh, just recently met her and she is the director of this and so she's not only going to talk about the opportunity for actors and actresses and musicians to be involved in this and go into it to do an audition but about the play itself a little bit about uh, pope saint john paul ii you probably knew that he was a an actor and or you know wrote plays and that kind of stuff he was a very artistic man uh, but really a very unique uh, topic that we'll be talking about. So that is the program, and uh, thank you for joining us. It's good to be back. I spent the last week lying on the beaches of Galveston and catching Tans crabs. Tan's looking great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just telling Cicely, these like little hermit crabs in the ocean or on the, or the coast, I must have, must have caught about 300 of them. Every time I stuck my hand in the sand, I had another crab. It was, it was just the most fascinating creatures. Uh, and so we had, we had a good time. Um, but Cecil, thank you for holding down the fort for the last week. 
week. Uh, it's still standing, so yeah, I guess we yes. did all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we are in our new office. I know I've said that the last couple of weeks. Uh, we love giving tours. I think we get tours. to do that for at least a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think so. That's like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we're in the new office, and I, I think, yeah, you get to say new for at least a year, but uh, we've been in here for about, what, about a month now? Three, four weeks? Maybe? Yeah, I think about a month, just okay. about a month. All right. So, uh, all right. So my visit to St. Peter's Parish in Lindsay, uh, I do want to thank the folks that made this possible. Father John Martin is their new pastor. He's only been there for a few months and also ran into my friend Deacon Ralph Littera, uh, who has been at that parish, parish for several uh, years. And Sonia Block is the assistant, and she's the one that arranged for us to go out there. So if y'all are listening, thank you very much. Have you been to St. Peter's and Lindsay? Cecil? I did. My young adult group, um, a couple of years ago on Memorial Day, we did a tr- local pilgrimage. We drove around, uh, we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral in Fort Worth, and then we went up to St. Peter's and Lindsay to do some prayer and adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it because the church is open and you can just walk in and pray. And it's such a beautiful uh, place. And of course, my parish has a connection with St. Peter's simply because uh, our priest was previously there, Father mm-hmm. McDaniel. So we, we hear a lot about people from St. Peter's. And yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I did find out that, of course, you have Sacred Heart in Munster, yep. and you've got St. Uh, Peter's uh, in uh, in Lindsay, and those two towns, even though they're very similar, they're very Germanic, uh, have similar histories. There's a rivalry, though, you know, when it comes Ooh. to the, the schools, when it comes to football, and uh, it's just a, it's a neat part of the Fort Worth Diocese. I invite you to go out there and check it out. It's a painted church. You know, most of the painted churches are down south, but uh, it is one. And if you go in, I don't have enough time to really describe what it, what it is all about, but it was uh, officially built by a priest by the name of uh, Father John Troxler. And he, complete, he, he became the pastor in 1899. He had the church built by 1903. And then he died in 1904. He is buried on the church grounds. Wow. In fact, you can go into a little uh, cubby hole or whatever you want to call it in the back of the church, and you can see. I mean, he's there. I'm not not him, but you can <laughs> see his little you know uh, marker that he is buried there. And then in 1914, a big tornado came through uh, Lindsay and destroyed part of the church but didn't destroy the front of it like where the altar is it just you know how you hear these stories of like everything's destroyed except for the statue of the blessed mary so and and thanks be to god because that is so beautiful and so nice and there's so much to see and i want to thank um uh jeremy renner is the guy that came up after the mass and he said can i give you a tour and uh, his dear wife, they've got eight kids. His wife was in the other room. You know, they're having breakfast. And Jeremy was just taking his time and giving me a tour. So thanks to him, ran into a number of people that um, had been to our Summer Speaker Series event. So anyways, great visit. Uh, I, I highly recommend if you've never seen St. Peter's and Lindsay, get out there and just, you know, yes. find, find a and b in Lindsay or something and just Take get out there. Take a little drive up yeah. there and do a little local pilgrimage. Yeah. And-, and what do you call it? They have like that little arch. I've never oh. seen that before. As you pull in, yes. uh, you know, not as part of the church, but kind of as you're going in the driveway, mm-hmm. it, there's a big like kind of like goes into your the co- into the courtyard. Yeah, it's really exactly. beautiful. It's, it's very interesting. So, um, all right, so that's that uh, summer speaker series event. By all measures, I think it was a great success. 
I've had people tell me that it was their favorite one ever. The, they thought the food was best. And so thanks to Cecil for that. She didn't cook it. No, uh, I slaved away hours before. <laughs> I cooked all of that food. Yeah. And I don't know anything about the, the fundraising, the numbers. Uh, I hear it was successful. It's going to get us through the summer. You're going to have Catholic radio for the rest of the summer, <laughs> at least, I promise, until we get to our, our fall share which, by the way, is... Uh, September twelfth uh, through the fifteenth. I believe 12, 13, so. 14, I think those 15. are yeah, somewhere so, in that week. Yeah, yes. I've already got people saying, "Hey, can I make a meal? You know, can we volunteer?" So people are getting ready for Fall Shirathon. So, uh, thanks so much for that. And uh, one other thing, uh, a lot, a lot going on. And I don't know if there's any events or anything else this, that you want to mention. Uh, Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth is a new high school that's coming to the Fort Worth Diocese. And I've interviewed those gentlemen a, a few times, the headmaster, Jeremy Duo, and the, the folks on the board. They have an open house coming up this Saturday from 2 to 5 at their location. <clears throat> and um, if you want to learn more about that and what Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth is all about, just go to ChestertonAcademyFW.org and you can find out about their open house on Saturday. All right. We're eight minutes into it. I'm already worn out. So can, can you say something for a couple of minutes? Oh, no, I, I need to talk now. Uh, Dave, uh, regarding the Summer Speaker Series, so, you know, it was Reg and I recapping the event, and uh, we decided to call an audible, and we did talk a little bit about next year's oh, Summer yeah, Speaker Series. Yeah. I figured since it wasn't exactly private knowledge, mm-hmm. we went ahead and unveiled next year's speaker. It was private to anybody who wasn't at the event, exactly. though, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we you, were, already, you already opened up that bag? We did. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. No, that's, uh, that's, that's I wanted perfect. to build excitement to make people mark their calendars this yeah, time. Yeah, so Amity doesn't know who the, no. who's the speaker is going to be. Dr. Ray Grandy, are you familiar with that? Yeah. <laughs> two, two thumbs up from Amity. Yeah, so Dr. Ray Grandy, July 18th, I think is the date. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I've been texting back and forth with Dr. Ray. So he's going to be the speaker July 18th. Tickets won't go on sale until probably, you know, April next year. But so. when you're making your plans in the next yeah, couple months, yeah. keep that night open. Yeah, right. Okay. So, all right. Well, well good. I'm glad you and Reg had a, a chance to, uh, to talk <laughs> about that. So, uh, anyways, this is the Good News Show. And we talk about all the good things that are going on here in North Texas. And we recently had a visit to our our studio uh, by a a wonderful lady by the name of Alma Ortiz Miller, who works as a major gifts officer. And she was telling us about this Light the Way gala event that Catholic Charities of Fort Worth is having on August 19th. So we said, hey, let's do an interview. And she said, okay, I'm going to send over Amity Robbins, who is a a parallel position uh, with Alma over there at Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. So... Here she is in studio. So, Amity, good to good to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Dave. It's so great to be here. I really appreciate you having us on. Yeah. So, tell me about the name Amity. Uh, it's it means uh, friendship, yes. right? Uh-huh. There should be more people named Amity. I wonder why that's not a <laughs> that's not a real common name, is it? Definitely not one you see or hear every day. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. And and how did your parents select that? I'm just curious. Um, you know, uh, they my sister has a very unique name, Charity. Oh, okay. And uh, Charity they, and Amity. That's right. They need. <laughs> Did something equally unique. Any, any brothers? I have two brothers. What are their names? Well, go figure. It's Jason and John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So they put all their creativity into their daughters, <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's cool. All right, so uh, what brought you to Kathy Charities of Fort Worth? You've been there for about three years now. Uh, a major gifts officer. And so that means... You know, the big donors, people that you cultivate the relationships, but uh, what, what, what got you associated with uh, Catholic Charities? Yes, sir. Well, um, you know, I uh, 
prior to this, I was working in events, doing sales and marketing, mm-hmm. um, and really loved to serve my clients and you know work in the community. I uh, was fortunate enough to work with a couple different cities, um, so kind of got that you know larger you know overview of what um, just the inner working parts of it. Uh, but then the pandemic came up, and uh, one of my friends, Alma, uh, who you mentioned earlier, uh, reached out to me, and let me know that uh, you know they were looking to grow their team. So uh, I just I felt like God was really calling me in that direction to serve the community in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just kind of the rest is history, and just absolutely love what I do. I get to work with some of the most amazing people. We have such generous people in our community and um, that want to roll up their sleeves and help out in whatever way they can. So I just feel very fortunate to get to be a part of that. Yeah. One of the things that <clears throat> amazes me about Catholic Charities, not only Catholic Charities of Fort Worth, but I think you could say any Catholic Charities uh, around the, the country, is just the uh, the vastness of what y'all do. And, of course, that calls for money because I think most of the services are offered free of charge to the clients. And somebody's got to pay the bill, and that's mm-hmm. where you come in, and you go out and you ask people in the community that uh, appreciate what you guys are doing to make the major gifts. So what's kind of a day in the life of uh, Amity Robbins? Yeah, absolutely. So, um you know, last year alone, we served over 8,000 families. Yeah. So like you mentioned, Dave, you know, there's definitely a, a big need uh, in our community. And so um, we really do feel the gravity of that, of really wanting to make sure that we're able to, you know, fund the programs that help in, in ending poverty in our community and really making sure that our clients are re- repeat customers, that they really do um, come and it's transformational change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just a quick Band-Aid fix. It's really walking alongside of them and helping them to um, empower them to on their pathway out of poverty. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And when you talk about poverty, you know, you've got the the homeless, the destitute, you know, the people you see who are in really, really bad shape. And I'm sure you help some of them. But, you know, I, I filled out my gas tank the other day and gas prices are so high. Food prices are so high. Mm-hmm. So do you see a lot of people who otherwise were making it and now – it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard for everybody right now. And so are you able to provide help for people who aren't, you know, homeless, but just, you know, having a hard time making ends meet? Yes, absolutely. Um, we have uh, a number of ways that we can do that. Uh, we have our community care hotline. So if someone, you know, um, gets into an emergency situation where they need that financial assistance, they can yeah. reach out to us to, you know, receive help with the rent or um, other kind of bills. Uh, so that's kind of more of the quick um, emergency fix. Um, and then from there, a lot of those clients end up, if they need longer term assistance, then they can then be referred out to our long term case management. Um, so to really help them uh, on their pathway out of poverty. Uh, but if it's more of, um, you know, with the pandemic, we saw a lot of people who never needed help before, especially in the hospitality industry. And so uh, that's really where that emergency, you know, funding came in to help those, mm-hmm. those clients. We are talking to Amity Robbins. She is a major gift officer with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. Their website is easy to remember, catholiccharitiesfortworth.org, right? Yes, uh, not even fw.org. It's the whole thing spelled out, catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. In a moment, we'll talk about the Light the Way Gala 
which is happening on Saturday, August 19th at the Hearst Conference Center. But first, uh, is there a, a number that qualifies as a major gift or what, what's, what's a major gift? Uh, you know, cause that's obviously what, sure. what you do is you raise major gifts, right? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. So, um, really typically anything over a thousand dollars would be considered a major gift. Um, we really, you know, do work to, to find those really impactful donations, um, really to be a vehicle for people who do want to help out in the community and really make that impactful, you know, difference mm-hmm. for the long term. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it can be, you know, anywhere and up above a thousand. Yeah. One thing I've learned, and I'm sure you would agree, is a lot of people I've talked to is say, I could never ask anybody for money. But asking people for money is a blessing, mm-hmm. and not only for you, but for them. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, a lot, most of the people that I have uh, dealt with that have had, you know, made major gifts to Guadalupe Radio Network, they love doing it. I mean, there's a, a freedom uh, in, in, for them to be able to to give, and they're, and they're just some of the the nicest people in the mm-hmm. world. And yeah, you know, like we'll do a what we call a contingent matching gift or an assurethon, where they're only going to give ten thousand dollars if we raise ten thousand, mm-hmm. and they're they're cheering everybody on they want to give it you know sure so uh it's you've probably met some wonderful people through your job haven't you yeah absolutely and um it's just so neat the um perspective that our supporters bring to the table and um like you said it's really an invitation uh to really allow our supporters to be part of this mission yeah all right let's talk about the light the way gala you are the chairperson of this uh is this an annual event is this something new or uh uh, tell us a little bit about the event itself great question so um catholic charities fort worth used to have a um yearly uh it was kind of like a gala of sorts uh which was called our fiesta and um that kind of ended sometime before COVID mm-hmm. hit. And so, of course, during those couple of years when, you know, everybody was virtual, we did host a virtual gala. Um, and that was a big success, you know, and definitely had to, you know, get creative and resourceful about it. Um, but it was amazing to see the support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then annually, we do host a, uh, le- we have hosted a luncheon called Creating Hope. Uh, and that typically has anywhere from 800 and up uh, number mm-hmm. of guests. So, but after COVID, we started doing more kind of combining creating hope and the gala aspect um, because we found that a lot of our supporters still loved having the gala, but they also love creating hope. So mm-hmm. this year, we're going to actually get back to having creating hope more of that kind of true luncheon. Uh, we will be hosting it at the Will Rogers Coliseum, uh, and that'll be in December. And it's just an hour-long luncheon uh, to get people to come and hear about our mission uh, and really to garner support. Uh, this gala uh, is going to be separate from that. And really with just the need being so great, I mean, we're, we've already served almost 5,000, uh, families this year alone. Mm -hmm. So, um, we really need to meet our community right where they're at. So we found that doing this gala would really help provide that support and really celebrate the strides that, you know, we've made together with our supporters and to see the work that our clients have done. Yeah, it says here from the website, the fun-filled evening will include a dinner, live auction, games, and fellowship, 
And all proceeds will go towards furthering uh, your work and research-backed solutions to end poverty and transform lives. So is there a speaker? Is there music? Or what happens during that night? Yes, definitely. So we will we'll have, um, you know, our, our leadership come and talk about, uh, you know, our mission and the work that we're doing. We'll also get to hear from one of our former clients, uh, Jimmy Alphonse, and uh, really hear about um, what his story was like and mm-hmm. in, in his walk Um out of poverty and really, um, you know, becoming self-sufficient and, and through, the, through the assistance of Catholic Charities Fort Worth. So that'll stay tuned. That'll be a really amazing um, story. And we, we'd really invite the community to come and join us for that. Um, and then we will have some dancing and uh, DJ music and a lot of fun games, like you mentioned. We'll have a wine and liquor pool. Uh, and uh, we'll have some of our local uh, a local winery and a local distilling company who have generously donated um, liquor for that. So just some really neat options and uh, offerings. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And you're the chair of this uh, committee. So do you have yes, a group sir. of people you're meeting regularly? And uh, what kind of planning goes into this? Because I'm, yes. I'm thinking we just had our Summer Speaker Series event and we've got this committee. Without them, it'd be very, very hard to do it. So Absolutely. you got to rely on a lot of volunteers, don't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, our committee, they have just been absolute rock stars and really just, um, you know, rolling up their sleeves, reaching out to their networks, um, pounding the pavement and getting donations for our, we're going to have mystery bags, which will have anywhere from $50 items up to $250, $300, some even $400. So, um, and they've been reaching out to the community who has been so generous and in, in donating the local businesses have. I like that, mystery mm-hmm. bags. You yeah. have no idea what's going to be exactly. in it, Exactly. Huh? Give me an idea of something that will be inside of a mystery bag yeah I mean, absolutely yeah. so well, we'll have a lot of kinder scott um jewelry in um in there uh but mixed into that we'll have um we've got stretch lab who has donated um a bunch of stretches like valued at you know three hundred dollars each um and all kinds of things lots of neat passes for around the area lots of gift cards for restaurants um, how so. much is a mystery bag? What do you, what do you it's pay? It's $50. 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much are tickets for the event itself? They're $150. Okay. okay. Yes. And we're looking to fill the room. So, uh, we can accommodate up to 500 at Hearst Conference Center. And, um, we're just looking to fill it with as many people, even if they're completely new to our mission. We'd love to share the word about it. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, CatholicCharitiesForworth.org. I'm sure you can buy tickets there. Yes, sir. There's a lot of information. Light the Way Gala. How'd y'all come up with that name? That's a neat name. Yeah. Well, we really just feel like, you know, um, our job is to help light the way for our clients as they are on their pathway out of poverty. So, um, but we can't do that without the support of our community. So really we look to our, you know, community partners, individuals to really help us do that and light the way for them. Mm-hmm. You told, we talked a lot about uh, poverty and, uh, and I mentioned there's a lot that Catholic Charities does. My probably most direct uh, impact from Catholic Charities is that I have a sister who has who adopted she and her husband adopted three children through Catholic Charities of oh, Dallas. Wow. Yes. And uh, so, you know, I we have, you know, three people in our family because mm-hmm. of Catholic Charities. So what are some of the other services other than you know, what, what we mentioned about poverty that are, that are sure. offered by Catholic Charities. Well, that's amazing. That's awesome with your sister. Um, yes, so we do have transportation services. And, you know, probably a lot of even your listeners right now have seen our vehicles driving around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a campus in uh, Colleyville uh, that, you know, offers rides all throughout our Northeast Tarrant County, um, as well as one in uh, Fort Worth. And so you'll see our you know, vans and buses and cars, uh, and we rely on volunteers for that. So we always have a need for that. 
Uh, then we also have our dental clinic, which is a low cost uh, dental clinic. So um, really anyone from the community can call and uh, set up an appointment there. And um, if they don't have, you know, they take insurance, but also if they don't have insurance and it's uh, low cost, it's been mm-hmm. heavily subsidized. Have you found, um, I'm just curious, because I'm thinking about how brutal this summer has been. Has have, have there been, is that heat impacting people where, <laughs> I don't know, I'm sure the homeless mm-hmm. people, it's just tough. I mean, it's Absolutely. tough to be homeless in the first place, but has the heat impacted and made an impact on what you guys have had to do as far as servicing the community? Yeah, we've definitely seen that because, you know, one, you know, uh, utility bills are quite yeah. a bit higher. Yeah, tell me about um, it. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> our clients really see that they have to choose between is the, you know, t- utility bill going to get paid? Is rent going to get paid or gas? Um, and then, you know, people, I don't know about you, but our, our we had to have the AC guy come out the other day and, yeah. and our AC is kind of on its last leg. So we know that's going to be a big expense. Um, but for our clients, that can be a deal breaker. And um, one way we've addressed that challenge is through our Game Changers program at Catholic Charities. And what that looks like is we can reach out to our donors with specific circumstances to then have them support. Maybe our, uh, we have a client who needs a you know new washer or dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one of our long-term case management clients, but they need some additional help with those kind of things that pop up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a new AC or help with a, a utility bill that's extremely high. Yeah, so many people are, are living paycheck to paycheck, yes. and then when something huge like that breaks, you're up the creek unless exactly. you have some kind of help from somebody like Kathy Charity. Right. It's very interesting. Uh, my guest is uh, Amity Robbins. We have a a few minutes remaining. She serves as a major gifts officer with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. I also want to thank Alma Ortiz Miller, who uh, is the one that we first had contact with. Uh, website CatholicCharitiesFortWorth.org. CatholicCharitiesFortWorth.org. You can donate. You can learn more about all the different ministries of Catholic Charities, and you can also get your tickets. One hundred and fifty dollars, right? Uh, Light the way gala uh, on Saturday. Do you say gala or gala? Uh, you know what? This was a question the other day. I say gala, but okay. I think it's uh, I, I potato, know. potato. Okay, <laughs> I, I was just, as soon as I said that, I, was, I, was, I bet you she says gala. Okay, you, so we're in agreement on that. Yes, gala. sir. <laughs> Saturday, August 19th, Hearst Con- Conference Center. 500 people can fit in the, the conference center, right? Yes. Okay, and it's uh, going to be dancing and uh, mystery bags and dinner, live auction, games and fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fellowship part. I always yeah, say that. That's, that's my favorite part of our Summer Speaker Series event is just getting with people especially when it's so hot outside and just mm-hmm. being able to get into an air-conditioned room i, I trust there's going to be air conditioning yes right? sir <laughs> <laughs> and just being with them you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's great so all right well we are down to our last few minutes um please everybody support uh, this event light the the way gala august 19th um anything else you want to talk about this event yeah um so whether people attend or not, of course, we would love to have them, um, but they can go on our website uh, to the event website and purchase a golden ra- uh, golden ticket raffle. Okay. And what that looks like is uh, they can uh, pick whichever live auction package that they want. And we have vacation homes in Galveston, Corpus Christi, <laughs> Florida. Um, I, just, yeah, I was just in Galveston yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, it's a great, great spot. And then we have uh, four tickets to George Strait. Huh. So they can choose from one of those. If their name gets drawn for the golden ticket, then um, they will actually will remove that from the live auction and mm. they'll get to, to receive that. Oh, okay. So and tickets okay. for that are $113 in honor of our 113th birthday this year. Oh, okay. 
Okay, very nice. Well, thanks so much for coming in. It's great to meet you. And again, thanks to uh, Alma Ortiz-Miller for uh, setting this up. Uh, please visit the website, catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. August 19th, uh, 2023. That's actually, the, unfortunately, it's the day that I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my daughter to Benedictine College. Oh, how and so we're going to be out of town, so okay. I'm not going to personally be able to be there. But well, that, that's that, a good that reason. opens up one, <laughs> yeah, we'll be up in Atchison, Kansas, but that opens up one seat for somebody else okay, uh, to buy. Yep. Okay. Uh, so th- thanks, thanks so much um, uh, for being here. A- Amity Robbins, uh, major gift officer. And obviously, if, if people aren't able to go, just you can make a donation. And then tell me a little bit more. You, you sure. mentioned Creating Hope. This is going to be in December. Yes. And this, I, I love December. And yeah, so this will be a little cooler by then, right? Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that event, if you want. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, it's uh, typically, it's an hour long. Um, and we'll usually have uh, some of our client stories. So, in, you know, in-person clients uh, sharing um, what their walk looked like. Uh, and then really it's, um, you know, sharing about the mission and then inviting the community to help support. Um, it's, it'll be a box lunch and it's just, you know, it's over the lunch hour. So it's really easy for business people to get in and get out. And, um, but it's, but that being said, it's very impactful mm-hmm. and you will, you walk <clears throat> away not being the same. Yeah. It's that. nice to actually see and meet the people that are impacted. Exactly. Otherwise it'd be, it's very abstract. It's just, yeah, yes. we're helping, you know, 8,000 families or what have you. But then when you actually get to meet the person, it's a, uh, it's a whole different story. So Amity, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate you coming in again. Catholic Charities, Fort Worth dot org. Uh, Light the Way Gala, Saturday, August 19th, Hearst Conference Center. It's going to be a whole lot of fun stuff going on, including dancing and uh, drinks and mystery bags and all kinds of fun stuff. So help Catholic Charities uh, raise money for research-backed solutions to end poverty and transform lives. So anyway, it's great. Thank you so Let's much, take a three-minute break. And when we come back, as I mentioned, there is a play that uh, right now they're doing open call auditions for the Rhapsody Theater. They're putting on a Pope John Paul II written play called The Jeweler Shop. And the director is none other than Sarah Kumar, who has uh, for many years worked over at Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Church. I had no idea that she was, uh, she had this talent for directing. So what's the play about? Who are they looking for as far as actors and actresses and musicians? When's the play going to be? When are the auditions? Well, all those answers are coming up around the corner as we will take a break and uh, say goodbye to Amity and hello uh, to Sarah, uh, right after this, we'll talk about the Jeweler Shop uh, Rhapsody Theater play uh, that is going to be happening this year. And they're looking for actors and actresses and musicians right now. So we'll talk about that right after this. I got pregnant in college. I was taught good girls don't have a baby without being married. I knew it would destroy my family. So I had an abortion. We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who chose abortion in their past. If abortion has left you alone and full of regret, join us on August 4th to 6th on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. 
Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom-fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRIAS IPC. The Guadalupe Radio Network in West Texas has an opening for a general manager. This job is based in Midland. This is a wonderful opportunity to join an apostolate dedicated to the highest level of professionalism, competence, ethics, and Catholic values. If you're interested in this opportunity, email your resume and a cover letter as to why you would like to work for the GRN to careers at grnonline.com. Hello, I am Wesley Steffish, a member of Mother Day Parish in Irving and sponsor here at KATH 910 AM. I am owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout at DFW Metroplex for both commercial and residential painting projects, both interior and exterior, along with many other projects, large and small. I welcome the opportunity to prepare the estimate for your next project. You can find us at absolutepkg.com or by phone at 972-375-5100. All first responders in the Diocese of Dallas and their families are invited to attend the annual Blue Mass on Saturday, August 12th at the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe. There will be a blessing of the fleet starting at 9 a.m. and Mass at 10 a.m. This special liturgy is for all those in public safety, law enforcement, EMS, support staff, and all whose service helps keep our communities and nation safe. Visit cathdal.org forward slash Blue Mass for more information and to RSVP. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH, 9, 10 a.m., Guadalupe Radio Network. Thanks for joining us uh, for this uh, live program that we do every week. And I was off last week because I was in Galveston on the beach and with my family having a great time. So it's good to be back in the saddle and a lot going on. And one of the cool things about living in a big metroplex like DFW is that there's always a lot happening. And there's uh, way more than we could ever advertise. But I was contacted. Uh, a couple weeks ago by our friend Sarah Kumar, who we know because she used to work at Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church in Louisville. She was always our main contact over there. And she kind of surprised me, and she said that she was directing a play with the Rhapsody Theater, and they were looking for actors and actresses and musicians. And so it was an audition open call I don't know if they found anybody yet or if they started doing the auditions, but the the play is called The Jeweler's Shop, and it was written by none other than, uh, well, who the, who the man who would become Pope John Paul II. I think he was probably Carol Wotia at the time, and it's been translated into English, and it's going to be opening December 1st at the Knack Theater in Frisco, Texas, and so they're doing rehearsals now, 
in the county in Frisco. And so there's a lot to talk about, uh, uh, much of which is just about John Paul II and this play. And so I'm really, I've really been very excited about this interview. So Sarah Kumar joins us in studio. How are you doing, Sarah? Nice I'm to see you. I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me here, Dave and Cecil. It's, so, it's such a pleasure to be here on Catholic Radio. You guys do such a good job with all yeah, your work. Yeah. Well, we, we're so thankful for you and Father Assad. And uh, Our Lady Lebanon has always been one of our uh, parishes that we just have such a great relationship with. I love the Lebanese Food Festival. You're going to keep going to that, even though you're oh, not working, Oh, I'm going right? to be volunteering there all my life. That community is such a yeah. beautiful parish community. Um, if you haven't been to a Maronite liturgy, it's so lovely yeah. to go to the one in Louisville that's not too far from Dallas. Right, and, right. And um, it's in congruence with the Catholic Church. It's yeah. an Eastern rite, and it's a beautiful community. And, uh, you know, I, not that I need to tell you this, but for the sake of everybody else listening, the, at least one of the Masses they do on Sunday is in Aramaic, right, where the words of consecration are the same words exactly that Christ would have used. Can you tell us about that? I think it's in Syriac. Oh, Syriac, okay. Yes, and I think it's related. It, I don't know the dialects. You know who would really know is Father Mitch Pacwa. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he comes to Easter Mass and Christmas Mass. Yeah, every year. Every year he's been coming for a very long time. Isn't that time. amazing? Because he and yes. Father Assad are very close friends, They're right? Brother, brothers, brothers from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was uh, bragging about St. Peter's and Lindsay at the beginning of the show because I visited them yesterday morning. But uh, Our Lady of Lebanon is another one of these parishes that you just got to visit because it's very unique. And uh, the Lebanese Food Festival will be coming up, I think, in October. It's going to be canceled this year because what? the volunteers have, have worked really really hard and so they need just a little bit of time off no nobody's food festival no Seriously? Lebanese food festival oh this my year. goodness it's i remember one year during covid they had to cancel it or because father was sick years. or something yeah two, two years, years just because of the, the oh, regulations of denton county yeah. okay I think, in the okay. permit situation yeah <laughs> all right well let's talk uh i, I just got kind of got sidetracked there with the parish but uh-huh. uh, what what um Tell us about you personally. Yeah. Are you an actress or what got you into to uh-huh. plays and acting and that kind of thing? Well, I went to uh, Rice University. And okay. when I was there, I was part of the South Asian Society. And I really enjoyed writing small skits at the time. And we would put on wonderful cultural shows for um, an Indian holiday called the Festival of Lights. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really had my start there writing plays. And then I joined an organization called Shunya Theater, which is an Indian theater company. And I was directing and I was writing and I was doing music and I was the artistic director. And we became a very well-known um, theater company in Houston, a nonprofit okay. theater company. And you're 100% Indian or half? I'm half Indian. Half Indian, okay. I'm Catholic. I'm 100% Catholic. <laughs> and I, I wanted to do Catholic theater. Yeah, yeah. And so when I went to grad school to study uh, theological studies, faith and culture at the University of St. Thomas, we did the original jeweler shop. Okay, okay. So what, uh, that, that gets us into uh, this particular play. Yes. So you, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And so how, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of going at this one thing at a time. The Rhapsody Theater is a theater uh, club. That, okay, what's the difference between the Rhapsody Theater and the Knack Theater? So the Knack Theater is a, is a building in Frisco. So okay. we're housed at the Knack. It's on Oak Street near 3rd and uh, Main Street. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's near downtown Frisco, Old Town Frisco, and it's a really cool location. There's nice little restaurants around there, so it's a cool place to go. And um, they have different events there and things like that. But we're we're going to be a Catholic theater company, uh, and uh, we're very close to St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be hopefully working with them quite a lot. And we've been working on the audition process. So we have actors that are interested in auditioning. And the official audition is going to be um, August 26th at the NAC. Okay. At the actual location where you go, we'll be doing it. Okay. Yes. And so August 26th, that's less than a month from now. Yes. And you're looking, according to the flyer I have, three male and three, male, three female actors, anywhere from 25 uh, to 35 in age. All right. So that Sissel qualifies. Uh, she I, does. I don't. We would love that, Sissel. <laughs> and then you want one guitarist as well. Yes. Uh, um, so, so these are people that have acting experience. You're not looking for amateurs, right? Well, people who aren't afraid to work with the text. We're going to be studying the text in great detail because we're going to be taking it very seriously. Okay. Um, the original text is quite hard to do. It's over two hours in length. It's published by Ignatius Press. And um, this is an adaptation which premiered off-Broadway in the year 1994. Um, it's adapted by a gentleman named Ted Davis. The text is a little bit different. It's a shorter play. So it'll be probably just over an hour with an encore presentation. So we'll be using acting methods. Um, I like to think of it as beats. I call it beats for mm -hmm. actors. Um, I don't subscribe necessarily to Stanislavski because I want to work with the text as they okay. do. And I heard, I think they do at UD also. Okay. Um, so, and we'll talk more about that in the rehearsal process because when you get to the audition, we'll have the actual script in hand mm -hmm. and we'll be able to have an acting partner with you. And the level of expertise, I would say we are, we are open even if you don't have acting expertise because one thing that I've noticed with doing Shunya Theater is that people who are called to be actors by God really fall into place if there's a role that they're supposed to play. And I really believe that. And I've seen it and it works out. And um, that's actually stems from the Rhapsodic Theater, mm -hmm. um, which was John Paul II's theater company. Did he start it? He co-founded it with a guy named Mietzla in Poland and Krakow. Before he was even a priest, right? Before he went into the seminary. He went okay. into the seminary in 1942, and he started this theater company in 1941. So World War I... I Two. keep saying World War, <laughs> <laughs> World War II started in 1939 in Poland. Yeah, yeah. And it ended in 1945. So in 1946, John Paul II um, is finished with the seminary work and becomes a parish priest. Okay. He writes The Jeweler Shop in 1960. Okay. By this point, he I think in 1959, he becomes the bishop of... Uh, of Krakow. 
So he writes he writes this play, The Jeweler Shop, in 1960 when he's a bishop. So he didn't quit the theater. Well, Bishop has time to be writing plays. <laughs> he wrote poetry, too. Yeah, yeah. He wrote poetry, too. It was so he was a, awesome. He was a real uh, talented guy, and he was a skier, and he was very athletic. And, uh, of course, uh, wrote, wrote some amazing books uh, as well. Of course, not, not to mention Theology of the Body, which came much later. Yes. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I, I, you gave me this beautiful oh, outline, cool. and I'm, I'm not using it at all, but we're going <laughs> to okay. touch on all these things, I yeah. promise. Okay. And by the way, if you're just t- tuning in, uh, Sarah Kumar is my guest artistic director of the Rhapsody Theater in Frisco, Texas. And they're going to be putting on The Jeweler's Shop, written by Pope John Paul II in 1960. Uh, right, 1960. Right? There's a night... Well... Watch the film. Watch the film. I don't mind watching the film. The adaptation is going to be different because theater is different than film as an yeah, art form. Yeah. But if you watch the film, it's 1988, Burt Lancaster. It doesn't follow the script completely. However, it's an interesting play to watch on film. Would you want your actors to watch that film uh, or would that confuse them as far as what they're doing? Would, would it be helpful? I would want to watch it after. After the <laughs> I would want to watch it after. Okay. So uh, tell me about the, the jeweler's shop. What is it about... And I'm just thinking of what is, what is the mind of Bishop, you know, um, Kawotiwa at the time? What's, what's the plot? Well, it centers on three couples. So there's Andrew and Teresa. And it's divided into three acts. So Andrew and Teresa are thinking about marriage. And I can even read. We can do a little reader's. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you've got a sample there. So will this be a good time to do that? Well, if you tell me generally the plot, then 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 first, and then then we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew and Teresa um, are are getting are getting married, and they meet. um, I can't remember where they meet, but they're working on marriage with um, John Paul II, and he goes on a hike with them. And I think this is actually, in my prayer, I've thought about it. And I think he's actually working through what happened to him when he was writing. And, um, and the second act is about Anna and Stefan. And Anna and Stefan are in a marriage. So they've been in a marriage for some time. And it's on the rocks. Mm. So in the first act, you see young love. And you see courtship. And you see a first meeting. And you see how through time working with Adam, they become a stronger couple. Mm, okay. And then and then it segues into them actually getting married. Okay. In the second act. In the first act. Well, well first act, okay. Yeah. The second act is a whole different couple altogether, the right? The second act is gonna be related to the first couple. Okay. The the second act is um, Anna and Stefan and Anna wants to sell back her ring. So in the center of the stage, we have the jeweler shop and all of this action and all of this meditation. Um, Carol Watila, Carol Watila, can I, is it Carol Watila? I, 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 I don't know. Okay. Watila, I would say Watila, Watiwa. Yeah, either way. He, yeah. he, um, he called it a contemplation on the sacrament of matrimony. Mm. And so the style that he wrote was very internal for the actor. Yeah. And the way that they've now constructed this play or Ted has constructed this play is going through the text and having a bit more 
interaction between the actors, mm. which makes it more powerful for a Broadway audience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So first one are um, a young couple. Um, yeah, I think you said courting. Is that right? And then they're courting, yeah. and you see in the adaptation their progress over time with the help of Adam, who is a typo- typological figure for Christ because oh, okay. in another rendition of a play he becomes actually a parish priest. Oh, okay. Yes. And then the second one is the uh, the couple married but their marriage is on the rocks. The girl wants to sell her ring back. She yes, uh, she wants to sell her ring back. And what about the third act? So the third act is another young couple, so it's the child Christopher of Andrew and Teresa and Monica, the child of Anna and Stefan. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and so they're, you, they're romantic. Okay. They're uh, romance. Romantically involved. Right. Okay. And you get to see them at the beginning stages of their marriage and how what happens in the lives of these two families affects their marriage. Okay. Do the actors in the first uh, act come into the second and the third? Do they continue or are they done? Uh, I have to look back. There... I have to look back at that. Um, they, I, I believe, they do come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, and is uh, is is this um, based on real people that Carol Wotia had counseled? I think you said uh, what was based on real stories, or he is this all go, fictitious? Well, no. He would go into um, into prayer and meditation, and he would hike with youngsters yeah. because he loved working with young people. Yeah. And so um, as he was working with young people, he, um, he wanted to write down the stories of how he worked with them. And so this came about when he was writing the play, The Jeweler Shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is so, you know, I had no idea what it was about. But now that you've explained it, it sounds fascinating. It really and is. What a, and what an important topic to talk about in our culture today is courtship and marriage and you know, people falling in love and it's just, you know, these are the kind of things that are under attack in our culture and to have a play written by a, a canonized saint, uh, that just must be, you know, just be so exciting for you to be involved in this. All right. You wanted to read an excerpt, right? Sure. That would be good. Do we have time? Dave? Oh yeah. How long will it take? Um, let's see. We, we've got, we've got like 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Let's try. And then you cut me off if it's going too far. <laughs> it's going to go 10 minutes. Okay. Cause no. I got other questions no. for okay. you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. Read, read a part of it. Yeah. Good. Okay. So this is the original text. So this is on Ignatius press, which you can get off of Amazon and I'll read it the way the Holy spirit uh, brings it to me. So this is Teresa in the first act. Then I was thinking about signals that could not connect. It was a thought about Andrew and myself, and I felt how difficult it is to live. That night was truly terrible for me. Though it was a glorious mountain night and full of nature's secrets, everything around seemed so very necessary and so in harmony with the world's totality Only man was off balance and lost. Perhaps not every human being, but I know for certain, I know for certain, or I knew for certain that I was. So today, when Andrew asked, would you like to become forever my life's companion after 10 minutes? I answered, yes. 
So mm. that's the original text. Yeah. So translated from Polish into English. And um, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe we can have another excerpt here in a second. So um, just for those tuning in, Sarah Kumar is the director of the jeweler's shop written by uh, the man who would become Pope St. John Paul II. And there are auditions going on Saturday, August 26th, 1 to 5 p.m. at the Knack in Frisco. Um, and have you already had some uh, people that have contacted you? Or how, how many people do you think will, I mean, in your best dream scenario, how many would you have show up for this? Something oh, like this? I, however, the Holy, however the Holy Spirit moves, we would be open to having as many as we can. There's room for all to audition. Okay. And we have had people interested. Yeah. I've auditioned one so far who is okay. really good for the guitarist. Oh, Okay. Yes. Is the guitarist just background music, or are they actually in the, so in the play itself? So there's um, music by Paul Casanova in the play. Yeah. And um, there's three songs. And we're going to have an encore song, which is a commentary on the play, in the encore of the play, which will have a catechism for all the youngsters. Because it'll be really good for uh, kids that are in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we really... Um, we're gonna. We really want to have the young ones attend the catechism class just outside in the lobby of the theater because there are some adult themes in the play with mm. regard to infidelity yeah. in the second act, oh, okay. which okay. I think um, a high schooler could take mm-hmm. and and would we would discuss with in a very loving and chaste manner, and we'll we'll deal with it in a very loving and chaste manner because it's written by a saint, yeah. and he was dealing with marriage and all of these issues and with people who were having problems in their married life, and so he doesn't hold back in the text. Mm, okay. and so that's why it's a beautiful text to be done by a professional theater company. Yeah. Will you single-handedly choose these people, or do you have a group uh, of others that will be at the audition to, to watch these uh, auditions, or what? We have a stage manager from our late Lady of Lebanon named Marion Burkhart. And we also will be having some people who are with us in the theater company watching, but it won't be a lot of people watching. It's going to be a private audition. So you don't have to worry because you'll be very well cared for. Yeah. Very nice. Now, uh, are you going to pay the, these actors or is it volunteer? It will be a stipend. Okay. And that's how they uh, do it a lot in um, companies that are just starting is they pay a stipend. Um, for gasoline and things like this. And we'll try to have some food on hand, but it's really a ministry uh, for actors who want to take the art form seriously and who want to also have a beautiful time in a hospitable space and enjoy this beautiful text. And, um, and I, I could go back to the text yeah, and compare yeah. it. Yeah, one other real quick curiosity yeah. question. Oftentimes when people do plays like this, they have t- two people doing the same role just in case somebody gets sick or somebody, you know. Uh, are you going to just have one person for each role? Are you looking for six total people? You know what I mean? Oftentimes you'll have uh, for alternate, alternating nights or, you know. Yes, or, we're not going to do, we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a fill-in. We're going to trust that yeah. everything's going to be okay. And, and okay. when I did a theater with Shunya, we didn't have to do that. Okay. So okay. hopefully it will be okay. All hopefully right. no one will get sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Do you want to read another segment? Okay. So, so what's happening with Teresa here 
is she's on a hike, which is what I was saying. She yeah. would, they would go on hikes with Pope John Paul II, these young people. And he had a great love for young people with World Youth Day and everything like that. And so she's worried that this guy is not right for her. And that's why she says at the beginning, I think these signals are not connecting here. And so the question then is, what's off balance? She says, man is off balanced and lost. And I feel certain that I am off balance and lost because I'm heartbroken. There's this man here, Andrew, and I want to know if he's the right guy for me. How do I traverse this path of understanding this courtship? Which I love that word courtship. And so what Ted Davis has done really, really well is he said, okay, let me now give you some dialogue with Andrew because there's a lot of dialogue just with Teresa as a monologue. And so you hear, and I'm going to, I'm going to read something that happens in the hike. Okay. Okay. So um, here's something that happens in the hike. Andrew says, just the call of a night bird. Teresa says, or the cry of a man. Andrew says, no need to wait. Teresa says, lost in the forest. Andrew, it was late, time to move on. Teresa, waiting between the silences, I thought of signals that could not connect. Right. So they hear something and that comes up in the John Paul II mm-hmm. play. Yeah. They're hearing something and they're on a hike. And it's that moment for a woman where she's wondering, am I safe with this guy? Mm. Is this going to be the right thing for me? Yeah. And so John Paul II must have been observing all of that that was happening and taking it yeah. in. Yeah. There'd and, be a lot of people that want to go to this just to get into the mind of, you know, Pope St. John Paul II, because I'm guessing 99% and percent of the people have never read this play. They may be, I, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. But I think there's going to be great interest in this, which leads me to my next question, because we're down to the last couple of minutes, mm-hmm. is once you get the actors and you go through all the practices, and this is going to be starting December 1st, I hope that maybe sometime in November you'll come back and we can do another interview about the play itself because you're going to start selling tickets, right? We'll start selling tickets in November after the cast is set. Okay. Yes. So look, our website is www.therapcitytheater with a T R E at the end. The fancy spelling, right? The fancy (laughs) schmancy spelling. The European spelling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Right. The Rhapsody Theater dot org. Theater is T H E A T R E dot org. You know, I love I love uh, interviewing a person like you because uh, you're you're animated and you, you you can't be an actor if you're not. You, you probably have voice training and you've got you know. I you know, got into NYU Musical Theater, uh, which is the top musical theater program in the country. But I ended up doing engineering instead. <laughs> I went to you're Rice. An engineer. I went to Rice University and I studied electrical engineering. Are there any electrical <laughs> engineers who are also doing like theater on the side? Yes. Yeah, that seems so, I mean, different sides of your brain, isn't it? Yeah, I did a play about math and it was really fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> a, play, a play about Matt. Yeah, it was a really good. It was a play about uh, Srinivasa Ramanujan, who we hope is in heaven. He okay. was a beautiful mathematician. Well, I, I love philosophy, and most philosophers are mathematicians first. You know, like a lot of these beautiful. people, like Rene Descartes, he starts off in math, and it, there's a there's a real connection between math and a lot of the other arts. Yes, yeah, a lot. All of right. Uh, well, sir, it's it's really really great to to talk with you. Thank you for coming in. Is there anything else that our listeners should know? I guess the most important thing right now is that website the rhapsody theater.org i'm going to take a picture of sarah i'm going to put it on our facebook page yeah. i'll link this the audition is saturday august 26th 1 to 5 p.m at the knack uh, theater in frisco and looking for 25 to 35 year olds uh three male three females and a guitarist although yes. it sounds like you may have already found perhaps your guitarist but other people can audition with right? the guitar uh, the guitar role is still open. They also have to not be afraid to sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yep. that eliminates me. <laughs> oh, the, the age already eliminated me, but that's okay. I got eliminated on many counts. We got to have you in a yeah. place sometime, Dave. <laughs> no, don't, yeah, don't, don't hold your breath on that one. Uh, okay. Well, well, thanks so much. It's great to see you. And thanks again yes. for all your help over the years uh, at Our Lady of Lebanon um, yes. Parish. I'm really bummed that they're not having a, uh, an event this year, but uh, there's always right. next year, right? Well, we hope so. We hope so because that event brings in much income for the for the church. Oh yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, the jeweler's shop uh, is going to be opening December first through December ninth. Uh, God willing, Sarah will be back at the beginning of November. Yes, and I can we'll bring be, the cast uh, if oh, you want. Oh yeah, then we can. Now there, these people are the just, voices will be there, or yeah. at least maybe one or two members of the cast. Yeah, and I, I love the story. It makes me want to read the play and watch that movie. Yes, uh, but I can watch it now because I'm not going to be one of your actors, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm not going to be one of those actors. It's going to uh, be fun. All right. Uh, pretty exciting, huh, Sissel? Is, yeah, Sissel's a, a theatrical kind of person. I she want likes, to audition. Yeah, would you, would that, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but is that the kind of thing that you would audition? I mean, be oh, I would in? love to, absolutely. If my insane schedule would allow it, would you, I would uh, love Yvonne to. Would you be like the woman who wants to give a ring back because she's got a absolutely. husband she doesn't trust? Absolutely. <laughs> I can relate to that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again uh, to Sarah again the rhapsody theater.org and make sure you spell theater t-h-e-a-t-r-e dot org mm-hmm. 